0: Hello and welcome to episode 371 of the Fetch Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I can in my allotment and garden. Today I am going to be talking about how to grow chilies. It's been a topic I've been discussing quite a bit lately and getting quite a few questions. That's coming up in just a moment. But firstly, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. Well it's Saturday the 14th of November 2020 today. I'm on the allotment. I spent a few hours down here today. I've got them to here today. It feels like the first day I've actually been down here. I've not been on call, I've not had to worry about work. It feels like the first day I've actually had off and, and able to concentrate on my allotment. Really, really happy with it and I'm I'm taking back a lot of food. Now, I, I think I said last week that I had let things over the last few weeks go a bit a bit mad down here and, and get on top of me. So, today I spent the day getting on top of uh, the allotment again. Mainly on my top half of my allotment, where, which is a newer half, shall we say. Now, that's where I've got the bigger bed. I've spoken about this many times over the last year, where I said I'm replacing it into smaller beds over this winter. With this lockdown, or if you can call it a lockdown, I haven't been able to get any wood, otherwise, I would have made a start on building the new beds. But because of that, what I've done is I have everywhere that is empty, I've covered it over. Now, I had some leaks still in the ground, I dug all those up, just harvested them. They started thickening up quite nicely now, and I just figured, you know what, I'll get them out. Because of the couch grass was growing in between the leeks, they were getting a bit lost. So dug the leeks out. I've covered that bottom third in weed suppressant membrane. Then I've got a row of potatoes which are staying there for the time being. Then after that, I had another row of potatoes which I've dug out. This was a variety called Sarpo Myra, a light resistant variety. Tell you what, they are huge. I'm really, really. Really impressed with those potatoes this year. Um, then I had where there was a row of potatoes earlier this year where I've sown facilia, which is a green manure. This facilia that is growing quite quite thickly now. It's really got a, a going, and it seems to be suppressing the weeds in that area. Unfortunately, it's a bit late to sow any more. Otherwise, I would sow more but I'm really impressed with how it is actually suppressing the weeds, particularly the couch grass, and I'm hoping it'll continue. Then just beyond that, I had the area where I was growing sweet potatoes. The foliage on those had basically started to die back, so again, I decided it was time just to clear that area. So I dug up the sweet potatoes, and the sweet potatoes were a bit pointless in all honesty this year. They they were not very big, not a huge amount, real disappointment compared to previous years. I think the reason for this is that that the area it had was quite compacted so they didn't really get the chance to 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 expand and, and grow. But also it's been really dry this summer and sweet potatoes although they like it really hot They also like a lot of moisture. No matter how much I watered, I don't think it it stayed in the soil enough for the sweet potatoes to really produce. So I've dug those up and then I've covered that area in cardboard. Um, And then just beyond that, I've got some of my winter brassicas, some cabbages and some Brussels sprouts, which they're staying where they are for the time being. But basically now, apart from the row of potatoes, which I will dig out in due course and the winter crops... That area is basically cleared and although I hate the term putting it away for winter because that's not what I'm going to be doing, I have effectively put it away for winter. And because I'm covering it over with weed suppressor membrane and cardboard, it's just going to save me a job of constantly weeding the area. So when I do come down the allotment next weekend, because I can only seem to come down at weekends at the moment, Um, I've not been furloughed yet, by the way, but uh, it just means I can free up more space and more time away from these areas, just, just concentrating on other jobs and other tasks that need doing. So yeah, that is really summarising what I've been up to today. On the lower half of the allotment, I've not had to do much. I've just run around some of the um, empty areas with, uh, with the hoe, just weed them out a bit and tidy them up. But on a whole, not had to do a huge amount of work on this side today. But because I've got so many potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the leeks, I've got quite a large amount of food going home today, which I'm really pleased about and uh, looking forward to sampling for our dinner right well this is it for today I'm going to head on home and and get dinner going and uh, start preparing for a few other things hopefully tomorrow I'm going to pop back down here (coughs) But well, it's Monday the 16th of November 2020. I've missed out Sunday, haven't I? Basically Sunday was just a complete and utter washout. It rained pretty much all day except for a small window where I was down on the allotment um, basically doing a live interview where I was chatting about chilies, which is why I'm going to be talking about chilies in a bit on this podcast. But apart from that, on Sunday, the weather, it was just non-stop rain. We had floods, so it was one of those days where going out in the garden just wasn't worthwhile. I could have came into this shed, but that didn't happen either. Instead, today, I have made the opportunity, when I got home from work, to do a bit of work in the garden. Well, I say in the garden. Actually, what I've done is I've came out to my shed. Now, the reason I came out to my shed is that I had a delivery today of an orange tree and a lemon tree. I got them from Thompson & Morgan. Absolutely beautiful little trees. They just need to go into a bit of a bigger pot, which is what I'm doing right now in here. I'm using citrus compost to fill up the pot, and then I'm just going to pot them into a bigger pot. And grow them over the winter. I'm probably going to keep them in my house, just to... uh, make sure that they survive the winter. They are pretty frost tolerant oranges and lemons but I just want to make sure this year that I can really get them through this winter period and grow them on. I do like growing citrus plants. I don't have a huge amount of luck with them but I do like growing them. I think they are such a beautiful and pretty looking tree. Best of all it is possible to get oranges and lemons from them here in the UK. It's not easy. I'm certainly not saying it's easy. I have done it. But it is possible. And it takes a long, long time. It is actually possible if you have oranges or lemons at home to grow them from seed. And I've done that a few times. I've just simply potted the seed up and, and grown them from seed. But in order to make them fruit from seed it can take like 10 years to produce any fruit so they are not a quick plant at all but these orange and lemon trees they're not particularly big they're only about six inches tall six to ten inches tall I'd say just in a small pot so they're going into this bigger pot and to grow them on. Now what else have I done today? Checked around on all my birds my quail and my um, chickens all of these birds are really in quite a good healthy look despite the bad weather we had yesterday. Still got the quail that had a bad leg inside this shed. Now I think her leg is actually getting better so I'm pretty soon going to pop her back outside with the others and we'll see how she gets on out there. Now in here I've also got some parsley plants that I've been growing. They are doing really well actually. I'm going to have to pop them on Into something a bit bigger soon. They're in root trainers at the moment, but parsley, another plant that I highly recommend we grow over the winter. I find we get much better results by sowing them well in the cooler months, shall we say. I'll keep some in here, some outside. Idea being, I just want to grow a lot of parsley so that I can eat. A lot of parsley or use a lot of parsley in the kitchen because well it's one of those herbs we use a lot so once I've done these oranges and lemons I will pot up some of these parsley plants into a pot a bit bigger as well so while I crack on and do that I'm going to run a commercial break and then I will meet you back in the potting shed well hopefully you're enjoying this podcast so far We'll be back with the content in just a moment, but I just want to take this opportunity to ask if you would consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supporters Members Club. It costs just £5 a month, and for that £5, it enables me to keep the podcasts going and encourage more people to grow their own food. But in return, what you will get for that £5 is each month you get several packets of seeds sent directly to your front door, and these seeds can be sown in that corresponding month. Added to that, you will get behind-the-scenes podcasts, videos, blog posts, a lot more content for your money. To find out more and become a member, head to the theveggroundpodcast.co.uk and click on the supporting members link. Today I thought I will talk about growing chilies, as I have been getting quite a few questions that I thought it would be great to go over chilies today. But firstly, I just want to apologise to you all. When this second lockdown started, I said I was going to record three podcasts a week for the public. Unfortunately, I have been so busy with work and it's completely taken me by surprise because I didn't think I would be. I haven't been able to record these extra podcasts. I also think that for a great many people, this lockdown isn't as bad as the first one by a long shot. So, to me, in all honesty, when I'm out and about, it doesn't feel like we're in a lockdown at all. That's just my personal experience. But I, I, I really just want to apologise for any of that were hoping for any more or anything. Um, Unfortunately, it's just that work got in the way and (laughs) I wish it didn't (laughs) in some ways. I would much rather be talking about grow your own. Anyway, apologies again. Let's move on from that. Now, growing chillies. Now, if I'm ever asked to pick just one favourite vegetable to grow, it's never an easy question for me. But to answer that, if I'm really, really pushed, I would have to say it's chillies. Not only that chillies are probably one of the easiest to grow and they don't really suffer from any pests or diseases here in the UK mainly because they originate from much warmer climates. So where do we start with chilies? Well if you're the first time grower I would wait till about March next year when garden centres will start selling plug plants. These are basically baby plants. The reason I recommend that this is the starting point is that when you're starting from seed it's a whole different skill set and for a very brand new grower I believe it's much better to start with a plug plant and just spend that first year learning how to grow that plant. Now if you are a bit more experienced or just want to grow from seed then this actually opens up the choice of hundreds of varieties that you can grow because the choices in seeds is a lot more than in the plug plants. And the choices of varieties, actually, they are so many different varieties with different heat levels and different flavours. This is actually probably a good point to mention a few of my favourite varieties. So yesterday, I actually sowed a variety called Apache, which along with another variety called Medusa can actually be sown now. I love jalapenos, so I always try and grow these, mainly because I actually love to stuff these with cheese and then bake them in the oven, and they are absolutely delicious. Another variety I'm very fond of is Numix Twilight, which I shared actually on a photo on my Instagram feed yesterday. These plants, we get so many chili seeds, small little chilies on them. They're not particularly spicy, they're actually quite mild, but I really like them because of how prolific they are. Now, if you don't like heat, then I can recommend a variety called Sweet Banana. These are very mild, in fact. I don't find they actually have any heat at all. Now, these are great for pickling or stuffing or great many things just in the kitchen. Now, if you really want some really hot chilies, something like Caroline Reaper or Bird's Eye Chili are really worth a try as well. I absolutely love these, full of flavor but also full of spice. Rather than me just listing all the other chilies that I, I like, I will add a list to the blog post for this episode over on the veggroundpodcast.co.uk. Now, you've got your seed then, so when will we be sowing these? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we can actually sow some now. I tried this for the first time last year and it really worked and it was really quite surprising. The best varieties to sow now are Apache and Medusa. Now, I would sow these in my heated propagator in order to provide some heat to start them off. If you don't have a heated propagator, then just pot the pots on top of a radiator. That way, the heat from the radiator will just keep them warm. These seedlings would need potting up and growing on on a well-lit windowsill, unless you have a heated greenhouse. Now, the advantage with starting these now is that we get an extra early crop next year. But if you're not wanting to start them off just yet, we can wait till next year, of course. I tend to start most of my chilies off in the end of January to the end of March. What I have found with chilies is that I actually like a long growing season. So earlier is better. Now, I do have an advantage in that I have a greenhouse, which by about mid-March is usually warm enough to move my chilli plants out to there. Now, if you don't have a greenhouse, you might want to wait till March before starting to sow seeds off so that they can go outside in about mid-May. Now, this is usually when I find it's warm enough outside for the plants to survive. Hopefully, that's given you a good idea of when to sow your seeds. Sowing them is pretty easy. I like to use my seed trays, which are filled with seed sowing compost that has been pre-warmed and moistened. Scatter the seeds over the compost then sprinkle over some more compost and within a couple of weeks all the seeds should have germinated. I will then wait till we get some true leaves before pricking these seedlings out and pot them into pots of their own of multi-purpose compost. Peat free ideally. Now, because chilies are fairly slow growing, they can actually stay in these 10 centimetres pots for quite a while. But keep an eye on the roots. And if the roots start coming out the bottom, then it's time to pot them up. Keep the soil moist during this time, of course. They don't really need feeding at this stage. Now, if you're planting them in a greenhouse, then move them out there by mid March. And if you're planting them outside, then you'll be looking to do this in about mid May. In both cases, just make sure you acclimatise the plants to the locations first, just by simply moving them out during the day and then bringing them back in at night for a couple of weeks. After this, then it's just a case of deciding where to plant them. Chilies do like plenty of sun and plenty of warmth, so choose somewhere that maximises both. A greenhouse is ideal, and because the plants don't get massive, they will grow pretty happily in pots of multi-purpose compost, and these can be then moved around. If you've grown them outside, then a warm courtyard or against a south-facing wall would be ideal. They can, of course, go into the soil, straight into the ground if you prefer. They do prefer free draining soil. So if you are on clay like me, which really holds on to the moisture, then it's worth adding plenty of compost to your soil just to help free up that drainage. Free draining, that's a term used often. Basically, it means that your plants aren't sitting in water or waterlogged soil. Water these plants in to get them established, and once they are established, chilies do not need watering daily. Experts will say that chilies perform better if they are allowed to dry out before watering. So, you might get away with just watering just once a week. However, as a caveat to that, this year I have been experimenting with a wicking. Now I grew chilies in these, and these have done exceptionally well. These only needed watering once a week, but because they have a water reservoir underneath, which is constantly wicking water up through the soil, and the, the, the soil and the compost has stayed moist, this has resulted in some of the most prolific chilies I have ever grown, and they are still producing now. Now, in terms of feed, they only need a bit of tomato feed about every two weeks. Not heavy feeders, but just feeding them does encourage their flowers, which in turn should lead to the chilli fruits being produced. Now, someone did ask me why their chilies produced lots of flowers but did not turn into any fruits and the simple reason for this is that the flowers do need pollination from insects like bees. Now sometimes if they are grown in a greenhouse the insects can have trouble reaching the flowers and if this happens it's simply remedied by taking a small soft paintbrush and just act like a bee by going between each flower and uh, basically pollinating itself or pollinating it by your own hand effectively is what you're doing you're taking the role of a bee by doing that now once we get the fruits on the plants we can harvest them young which is usually green fruits depending on the variety of course harvested at this stage they are usually hotter but by picking them at a younger stage it will actually encourage a plant to produce more flowers and therefore more fruit however We can, of course, leave the fruits to ripen. I personally find that I get enough chilies without having to harvest them at an early stage. Chilies are pretty prolific, in all honesty. When harvested a bit later on, they are not as spicy as they are at an early uh, stage. And that is great, but we also get a different variation in colours, again, depending on what variety you have chosen. There's reds, there's purples, there's yellows, there's hundreds of different possible colours. And actually, I think some of them can look really attractive if you are looking to add some bit of colour to your allotment or garden. Now, chilies are harvested just by simply pulling the stalk off the plants. I like to use them straight off the plant and into the kitchen in things like curries or chili con carne. But we can also preserve our fruits. Now, often I will just freeze the chilies whole in pots and they can last for ages like that. We can also pickle them and the sweet banana chili I mentioned earlier is actually really great for this. There's plenty of recipes online on how to do that. Then we can also dry our chilies. Now, we can just stick the chilies in a low oven to dry them for a couple of hours or use a dehydrator, which is something that I have done in the past. But something I've also been asked about was how. string up chilies now this is actually a great way to make chilies into a decorative piece harvest your chilies and you really want to save the chilies that are in the best condition for this so no bruising or no marks or blemishes or anything like that that might cause the chilies to rot it would be worth wearing gloves to protect yourself the oils on the chilies if they can burn your skin but more importantly what I often do after touching chillies is then go and touch my eyes and end up with burning eyes it's not great so wear gloves and protect yourself now what we're going to do is take a needle and thread or a strong piece of string fishing line is actually pretty useful this as it does really need to be strong tie a knot in one end of the thread and then use a sewing needle to go through the base of the stem on each chili. Pull the string right through and push the chili down as far as it'll go, right to the knot for the first one, but continue that on with all the other chilies. Then, once you have your chilies all threaded on your string, Hang your string up in a dry, sunny spot in your kitchen. In front of a window is usually the best place. And after about three or four weeks, your chilies should be dry and should feel crispy. If they don't quite feel crispy and they've got a bit of a bounce to them, just leave them for a little bit longer. Once fully dry, store them in an airtight container somewhere cool, dry and dark. And they can last for ages like this. Now back to the plants. There will come a point when it starts to get a little too cold for your chilli plant and it will start to die back. At this point, you could just get rid of the plant, but... If you're like me, and I've got some in my greenhouse that are still growing strong, it's possible to overwinter your chilli plants. What you do is you just wait for the leaves to start to drop. And then you want to prune the branches back to leave about 10 centimetres of branch from the main stem. Then dig up the plant or pot it into a slightly smaller pot. And this is going to save the plant's energy to keep it growing throughout the winter or keep it ticking over throughout the winter keep your plants somewhere frost free ideally the temperature should be between five degrees c and 12 degrees c so you're probably going to have to use an unheated room or somewhere where it is pretty light does need a lot of light but somewhere where it's cool but not freezing Now, come next year, they should bounce back into life quite early and then get a really early start. Then it's just a case of looking after the the plants in exactly the same way as we look after all our chilli plants at that time of year. Well... I think that has been a pretty exhaustive coverage of chilli plants. Hopefully you found it useful. But if you have any tips, then please get in touch. You can email me, richard at theveggogrowpodcast.co.uk. Visit the website, leave a comment at theveggogrowpodcast.co.uk. Or you can find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grow Podcast. Um, that's it for today. So please take care, everyone. I hope everyone out there is doing well. And until next time, we'll see you again.